What can I say? Hasn't been a night like this since the walls were completed. And I thought we were past it. Past the days when we all sat, huddled, scared in front of the TV during the early days of the outbreak. The fear we all felt then, we felt it again tonight. I failed you. Promise to keep you safe. Hell, look at me. You know, I... I should tell you that we'll be okay. That we're safe. And tomorrow we'll bury our dead and endure, but I... I won't. Because I can't. Because I'm afraid. That's right. I'm afraid of terrorists who want what we have. Want to destroy us. And worse. Because one of those terrorists is one of our own. Merle, the man I counted on, the man I trusted, he let him here. He let him in. It was you. You lied. Betrayed us all. This is one of the terrorists. Huh? Burl's own brother. What should we do with them, huh? your brother hey god
happy Thanksgiving to every single person that's listening to this podcast. If you're listening to it... In the States, at least. And in real time. Yeah. If they're listening to this in March. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm saying, like, happy Thanksgiving to the people in the States. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Black Friday. Uh, We're recording this on Saturday, November... 27th we're a little late um we missed a week which is unlike us we normally release an episode every monday correct um and this is the first week that we have not followed tradition and we only can say it's because of thanksgiving itself uh we decided to take a week to ourselves we didn't announce it on the last episode that we should have but uh, we took a week to ourselves enjoyed thanksgiving i don't even think i realized the week before that it was Thanksgiving. Yeah, you didn't. So, uh, yeah, you can't blame anybody, really. It's it's just, it snuck up on us, and then we were like, oh, well, let's be thankful for not having to worry about doing a podcast. <laughs> not that we don't love doing it, but it is sort of like, oh, man, we got to release. So it was a nice week to just take to ourselves and be thankful yeah. for other stuff. But now yeah. we're back. And we're thankful for The Walking Dead mid-season finale of season three, Made to Suffer. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just heard the uh, epic, 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 E-P-I-C-K epic. finale moment of that episode where uh, everything comes to a head. And it's just, uh, it's so good. It's its amazing. I've realized uh, doing this podcast that my go-to filler is a, uh, and your go-to filler is like. <laughs> um or um um uh, uh see there you go uh <clears throat> so I'm, like i'm gonna work on it and you need to work on your likes <laughs> i'm a white girl what can i say uh yeah <laughs> um ah god damn it i i'm gonna uh, fill it with like <laughs> just breathing i think i like uh more you like uh better yeah. than yeah okay well we're back and uh What's with the uh? Oh my God. <laughs> I hate it so much. I hate it so much. I wish I could think faster. I wish I could think. <laughs> Anyways, this is Made to Suffer. This is season three, episode eight, and it is directed by Billy Gearhart. He's directed some other episodes, written by Robert Kirkman, the man himself who created the graphic novel. And the myth, the legend. Yep. He wrote this episode, and it aired December 2nd, 2012. So... There's those analytics that we like to give. Also, let's check out Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think it has on the old RT? I think it's pretty high. I guess I'll say like high 90s. Ooh, high 90s. All right. But all then right. again, I've been wrong every single time you've asked me before. So Yes, you have. Uh, da, 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 da. There we go. We click. We don't disable ad blocker. You also do da, 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 a lot. Shh. <laughs> Leave me alone. That's cute. Continue without disabling ads. Made to suffer. <clears throat> it has on Rotten Tomatoes uh, 21 reviews. For, I thought you were going to say 21%. No, I was no, like, no. wow. 21 reviews for a consensus of 81%. Why do I even bother trying to guess? <laughs> I, I don't think I know people. 81%. Percent. 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 And the consensus is the introduction of new characters and a face-off or eye-off 
between the governor and Michonne make Made to Suffer a gripping episode as season three enters its mid-season break. I think it's all because of my theory that I said a couple episodes ago. Like, the episodes that are more, you know, well-known, more prominent are going to have more people that are going to flock to review them. So that's how the percentages are determined because more people, more pool of people. That's what I think. Because yes. I don't, because like there are some episodes that are like, this is not worth a hundred. And then there are some, then like, I don't think this episode is worth, what did you say, an 81? 81, yeah. I, I don't think this is worth an 81. I think it's worth higher. Yeah, I agree. Uh, our boy Kevin Fitzpatrick, that we love to some, for some reason, quote, <laughs> gave it a positive review. And he wrote, not only do we have lots of new characters to interact with, but the action sequences within the town were some of the best scenes the show has ever done. Tom Fitzgerald, on the other hand, the other guy that we like to do, the Fitz, gave it a negative review, according to Rotten Tomatoes. And for some reason, they took this snippet out of his review. They share with us, quote, the show's tendency to kill off one black male in order to bring a new one into the cast has gone beyond slightly amusing and headed straight toward offensive. Oh. I don't know why that's the the thing that they took there. Because they're talking about Oscar. Right, right. Getting and, shot. And, well, I, I can understand. I could sympathize with that. What I think gets me more is the fact that it was like, and I'm sure, like, I can't remember the episode after this, as I tend to, um, but it was literally like, Oscar got shot. All right, fuck him. Throw him to the side. And then. Yeah, continue yeah, they, way. yeah, they moved on pretty quickly. Yeah, I think that's what bothers me more. Cause, because we made it a whole point about T-Dog yeah. being, you know, like not given a, a I don't want to say like, like a fair, a fair sort of, like, ooh. Oh. yeah, I was going to ask you to do that, but I, I think... I had to open her monster, her pipeline punch. Anyways, go ahead. But I think that, especially with those Uh, being almost back to back, I feel like it's a little more than coincidence, question mark. But I don't know. I guess it depends on, I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's odd. Because, like, I'm just putting that together in my head now. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we'll do one other one guy here. One other one guy here. Another one guy. Nate Rawlings from Time. It appears last night's battle was just an opening skirmish in a war that will get much bloodier before the end. Is that, yeah, that was positive? That's a positive review, yeah. So, uh, ultimately, a lot of people really enjoy this episode. I think it's, uh, I think I enjoy this midseason better than season two's midseason. Refresh me. On midseason two? Yeah. That's when Sophia comes out of the barn. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I really enjoy this more. Yes. Yeah, right. because it's juicier. There's more meat. Yeah. There's, like, now we have tensions. Now we have a villain. Now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, there, gonna... there's just a lot to uh, pick from. So we're going to have a lot of fun going through our segments, which we're going to get into right now. Um, do you want to go first or, uh, eh, overall thoughts? I think we kind of just shared them. We both really enjoyed the episode. Yeah. Right. I, and still so far season three hasn't yet to give me an episode. I don't enjoy. Yes. I have ones that I 
like, like less, less, but you still enjoy them. They're not like right, correct. God, that was. I awful. remember was, in season two, I would outright say I did not like this episode. Yeah, yeah right. And and season three is headed under the direction of showrunner Glenn Mazzara, who picked up midway through season two, and then he did all of season three, and then he he stopped after season three, which is unfortunate because I personally really enjoyed what he did with the show. And um, yeah. Anyways. Overall thoughts, we really enjoyed it. Now, yes. getting into our favorite scene or moment, because we really, uh, we could talk about what's going, people are probably going, what, uh, what's going on in your personal lives? Also, we have to share, where's my phone? I have to share. Um, your phone I, with your broken case. I have to share my Negan case, yeah. I have to share the uh, the stuff from oh. Spotify. Oh. So let's do that first, actually. Let's do that first, and then we'll get into our, our scenes and moments and all that juicy stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna pull up Spotify here very slowly. By the way, I have <laughs> I have an old phone. I have seven year old phone. Seven hey. year old phone. Hey, you know what? Maybe this year is the year that all that changes. Like it doesn't even like it fits in the palm of my hand. Mm-hmm. It's too small for your man hands. All right. I don't so know how you text on that thing. Oh, okay. So. Uh, okay, so I have to pin them on Spotify because we, we can't see them here, so I'm going to have to go into the actual app. Give me one second here, guys, uh, because people did respond uh, to this, but I have to go to this, go to community. There we go. Okay. The tradition of Edward being ill-prepared. So last episode, when the dead come knocking, I posted a Q&A. What would you have named Little Ass Kicker? Oh, yeah, yeah. But that was kind of fun. And we got uh, some responses uh, from our trusty friend, CC Cola, which I'm pinning as I'm looking at it. CC Cola writes, hmm, I'm not really sure because I think the name Lil Ass Kicker slash Judith is such a good name. So I don't think I could get a better name than that. Don't get me wrong. I wish I had an answer, but I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Carl and Judith, that sounds like old people names and their kids. Okay, and then uh, uh, zombie fan one. Ooh, hello. Writes Tegan. Tegan. T e g a n. Tegan. And I just pinned that, so now you can see that on Spotify. Uh, let me go back here because I feel like we got some responses for other episodes that I haven't uh, shared. That was a that was a poll. Here we go. Maybe right here. Let's try this one. Yep, we read CC Cola. Well, no, no. Okay, so this is for uh, episode five of season three, Say the Word. I wrote for the Q&A, who is your MVP of this episode? CC Cola wrote, my MVP is Michonne because this is the episode she really starts to figure out the governor isn't who he says he is. Did I share that? I feel like you did. I feel like maybe I did. Uh, forgive me. Killer Within. Let's see. Was that a question or was that a poll? That was a poll. Okay. Um, and then we go here. Um, okay, yeah. And then we go to episode two called Sick. Didn't do that. And then Seed. And then I feel like we got, yeah, this is what we got. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So this is from the very first episode. I wrote, what's your favorite scene or moment from this episode of The Walking Dead? CC Cola wrote, my favorite scene is when they first enter the prison and they're back to back making their way through the prison area killing walkers. And then Zombie Fan wrote, Rick running to open the gate. Love it. Love to hear it. So very, very cool. Very, very awesome. Very epic. Yes. 
very epic, very gamer, very pog, <laughs> if that makes sense. So here we go. We're getting into it. Enough bullshit. What's going on in our lives? I DoorDash. You don't go to school right now. Here we go. I go sleep. Good night. <laughs> Favorite scene or moment? You want me to go first or you want to go? Up to you. I always choose. Huh? I always choose. It's up to you. I. Uh, do you what does that mean? You always choose? Yes, I do. Anyways. You tell me that every single episode. Okay. I'll go first. Ladies first. So my <laughs> favorite scene is... Uh, this is really the gray area where favorite scene and fist pump moment kind of Yes, I merge completely agree. Because it's agree. like... Uh, so I think my favorite scene is going to be Shane's cameo. Oh. Um when Rick is going through Woodbury and they are entering gun battle and smoke bombs are being thrown left and right because in the apocalypse you have smoke bombs. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't know why to like... I thought it was tear gas. We'll, we'll get... Or tear gas, whatever. But people, like, they're they're going through it themselves and they're okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. anyways... Uh, I don't know why we'll get into this with the uh, that doesn't make sense. We'll get into more detail on that, but I don't know why Rick is tripping here. Maybe too much smoke, <laughs> but uh, he visualizes Shane. And I remember watching it, and I don't know if anyone else had a difficult time, but he's in such a shadow that you really have to, and I imagine for someone like you who has very poor eyesight, yes, correct. You, you probably have to struggle to go, why... Why are we slowing down here? Why is this random character yeah. so important? You have to slow down. You have to really focus. And then I think you realize, oh, wait, that's a Shane. Yeah, I think more of my confusion came when he killed him and then he walked up to the body because, like, again, my poor eyes. Like, I'm straining because I'm like, is it a guy that looks like Shane? Is it, like, who who's this guy that for some reason Rick visualized Shane into and i'm pretty sure he looked nothing like shane so that's where i got i was like huh yeah is this the same person that he killed yeah but i mean it's just it's such a it's such a they didn't even as far as i know they wouldn't have given that away in like a preview or something so it's so unexpected and it's just comes out of left field for better or for worse it could just be fan service but it was a really cool moment that maybe makes sense in the show maybe doesn't that could be a discussion that we could have with whoever listens to this. But to me, it's just really cool. It's it's and he looks like fucking Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, he kind of does, huh? So I'm always curious because I like to I, I, I think this is right around the time he was about to film The Wolf of Wall Street. John mm -hmm. Bernthal has a small role in The Wolf of Wall Street. And he looks he has a similar kind of facial thing going on. In that mm -hmm. movie, so I think this might have been around that time, because right. I'm trying to figure out why did why did they go with that look? Why didn't they go with the traditional Shane look? Why did he have a full head of hair? Why right. did you know what I mean? Why Is did he growing hair in the afterlife? Yeah, why did Rick visualize that? So I think it just boils down to he was doing something else, and they still wanted him, and so they were like, "Ah, eh, it's fine, keep it. Yeah. We're not going to bother with a bald cap. We're not going to bother with anything. It's it, it's okay." I guess. Um, but it's just great, you know? It's just, it's, it's so cool. And, and unfortunately, this is the last time for many, many, many seasons that we will see John Bernthal as Shane. So uh, that's maybe a spoiler for you, but he does come back. 
one more time. Right. Um, Wonderful. No, it's 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 awesome shit. It's the best kind of fan service when he comes back for the last time. Uh, hypothetically, he could come back one more time for maybe season eleven. I don't fucking know, but. <laughs> Um, this is the last time we're going to see Shane for multiple seasons. So it's a cool little moment. And for everyone like me who missed Shane's presence in the show, it was a, it was a very welcome kind of thing. And it was just neat because he's on the Woodbury side. So of course, Rick would see him as the villain and, Mm. and he's on the Woodbury team and Mm. I love it. It's great. All right. What's your favorite scene or moment? Um, well, first, I want to give an honorable mention to... Can't do that. What? What? Just kidding. Fuck off. Honorable um, mentions are for pussies. Right. Great. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Honorable mention to just the one shot of when Michonne enters the governor's living quarters and the way she sits... On that chair, like anticipating him entering the room. Oh, just the, the way the camera's kind of angled pushes in. Yeah, it's the camera's angled upward, like it's down and it's looking like up at her, mm. to where it gives it like a high power sort of like you're looking up to her, like you're intimidated. Yeah, it's just like I love that shot. Yeah, I love that shot. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not my, that's not your favorite. That's your honorable. That's my honorable mention. Just because I wanted to point, pick that, put that somewhere, mm-hmm. because that's one thing I like really stood out to me. But my honorable mention. No, your favorite scene. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, right. That's what I meant. Didn't come out of my mouth. Um, it did. It didn't come out of your mouth, right? Right. Correct. You're just firing on all cylinders. Cylinders. Mm-hmm. All right. Great. Um, <laughs> that's an expression. Have you never heard that? No. You never heard firing on all cylinders? No. No. <laughs> How old are you? You never heard the cat's pajamas when I said that. You looked at me like I was crazy. Oh, my God. Firing on all... Like, when you type in firing on, the rest fills in. Firing on all cylinders. No, it's because it's listening to us. It's on... Oh, no. It's on... Uh, <laughs> it's on... It's on Bluetooth. There you go. Fire on all cylinders. Awesome. I, I don't know why I had to hear Siri say work, it. But. Work or function at a peak level of performance is what it means. Yeah. And so I used it sarcastically. Yeah. Awesome. Great. You're so smart. Fire on all cylinders. You're so smart. You're so smart. Good for you. All right. Anyways, Good continue to fire on all cylinders. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. What does firing on all cylinders mean? Oh, my mean? God. To perform very well. Thanks. Go. I, I know. I know. I do perform peakly every what? episode. Anyways, go on. Come on. But if you would <laughs> stop interrupting me, God. I got a DoorDash. Awesome. People want deliveries. Yeah, great. Um, so my favorite scene is the moment when Michonne slashes Penny's throat or like her. Sticks no, no. Her katana oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, 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 right. Uh, Sticks it through her mouth. Yeah. Sticks it through her mouth. Wow. And, and then it's because I love, I so love the feeling that that scene like evokes because you know, like she's 
holding Penny. And then the governor's like, wait, wait, I understand. Like, everything that's going on right now, I'm sure you know what's going on outside. And it's like, you can, as like fucked up of a guy as he is, you can tell that him begging for his quote unquote daughter. Oh, I believe it's his daughter. I don't know why no, you no, quote no, unquote. Quote, because like I'm saying she's dead. So it's like she's a uh, walker. It's okay. not. I thought you were getting at. I don't no, even think it's his real no, daughter. No, no, I'm saying like it's not his daughter. It's the husk of his daughter. It's not really her anymore. Like she's not alive. She's a walker. Yeah, but okay. I mean, we could like this is where because all right. So I'm gonna skip to my least favorite, and then we're gonna talk about this back and forth because my least favorite is what you just said, and it's that's be- funny because my least favorite was what you said was your favorite. Okay, well that's funny because <laughs> <laughs> I I think for whatever reason Michonne doing Michonne had to do that because it had to pro- it had to propel the story forward. I understand that that that's why that needed to happen. You need to let me finish my. Story. I know, no, but no, no, but we're gonna have a f- like a fighting match here. This no, is cool, no. all right, okay. like you know, friendly. Well, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend. I wanted to finish my thought, but all right. Well, I'm just saying all right, all right. that's my least favorite scene, and, and 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 it's because she ultimately didn't have to do that. Like, yeah, the governor's a dick and everything, but that's like you see a totally different side of him. He even like takes his belt off. He puts his gun away. He's like, he's like, that is my daughter. Please, like you want me she has nothing to do with this and michonne is i think the bigger dick in the picture right there oh, there no. was no reason for michonne to do that she could have put that child back that zombie that walker and been like all right let's 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 fight this out or something there was no need to kill her and what i'm getting at is it's it's sort of like who are you to say that it's just a husk of a person that's his belief that's like you saying or that that would be like me saying your belief in uh like a fam like a deceased family member living on somewhere is false. It's like who are you to say that? It's like that's what I want to believe. That's what gives me hope. That's what gives me purpose to believe that they're somewhere and that I can contact them. Like a perfect example, not to get too personal, but I know you believe that Don't 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 I would suggest you not. Why? Do that. Just for the sake of, I don't want to talk about that on the podcast. Well, no, we're not going to talk about it. I know where you're going to go, and please don't. We're not going to talk please about don't. it. Please don't. But do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That to, to, to say that. I understand that, but. Someone's view of someone that they loved is false. No, that's I get that. That's wrong. You you can't do that. No, I get that. And so, but you're saying that it's, it's, it's wrong the way he views it's, Penny. No, I'm not saying it's wrong per se. I'm saying it's. Like, it's, okay, if you think about it, I okay, if you think about it this way, I can't remember, well, Michonne knows that they took Glenn and Maggie. I don't remember if she saw what they looked like, like, that they were beaten and battered, but it's like, uh, if he is perfectly okay with, like, the governor is perfectly okay with torturing the living and, you know, really innocent people, like, they didn't do anything. Like, they were literally just, you know, going about their way. And Merle, who, you know, kind of provoked this whole ordeal, literally nothing would have happened if it weren't for Merle. 
saying, you know what, Glenn, come on, come on, let's go. And, like, so they did nothing wrong. Innocent people battering them and, like, trying to kill them. If he's okay with doing that, then, I mean, it's like, all right, I'm going to put your dead daughter to rest. Yeah, but we we've seen all that. Again, I don't necessarily think that Michonne has seen half of the shit that we've seen as That's what I'm trying to think. I'm trying to play it in my head. So, like I know she knows that they've been taken. Do I know that they've been tortured? I maybe she could assume by the heads in his room. She can assume that their demise is almost evident under his capture. So like she knows that like what the governor's capable of and that he's not entirely all there mentally just based on the wall of heads in the fish tanks, yeah. I would say. So it's like, dude, you've lost it. Like, it, it, I feel like, I don't know. Uh, it, it's, it, again, it's to move the story forward, but unfortunately, Michonne is very much responsible for a lot of the pain and suffering and misery that the, that the prison feels later on in the show. Yeah. Even yeah. all the way into season four when... He kills Herschel. Yeah. Because Rick is begging and pleading, and he's like, we can all live together. And the governor's like, not after Woodbury. Mm. Yeah. It's like, I can't live with Michonne. I can't, you know, and so anyways. Yeah, it, all it, right. It's, it's, it's interesting shit. It's very high drama. Unfortunately, Michonne did not need to do that. She, it all comes down to ethics, I guess. Yeah, and she was acting in the heat of the moment, and and... I love that we're think like 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 we're perfect like we're uh, thinking of this as real life, which is how good it is. But obviously, it's just a show. But you can get really invested into it. But I just I hate that moment because it's always like Michonne, you could have made a better. Like you're so smart. Like you're such a a thought out person. Like you you really think. Like you're the one that kind of figured this place out before anyone else did. So you could have made a better move here, and you made the wrong move. Right. I, I mean, if we're talking about, like, real-life beliefs and whatnot, I feel like, you know, I'm going to go all the way back to, like, season one in that um, Morgan's wife, you know, how she would always come to the front door or whatever back when we thought that they had some semblance of a conscience, um, or they thought, whatever show writers, um, like, he wanted to put her down, like, he wanted to shoot just her to, you know, let her rest, let her, like, whether, like, her soul, if there is a soul, like, a human soul out there that's already gone and out of the person, let her physical form rest. That was what he wanted to do. And really, that's, like, ethical thing to do with us being humans so it's like for the governor to keep his daughter around that would be like that'd be like if you were to have like uh some sort of ai or something of like a dead relative or family member going on it's like let them 
like don't try and bring them back don't try to hold them to what like you want to think that they still are let them rest and granted did she have to do it as brutally as she did no but i think it was the right move ethically 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 like in the idea of let the girl its physical form be laid to rest well, I think this is going to be the poll. I think it's going to be should Michonne have killed Penny or not. That'll be the poll. So it'll be interesting to see how people feel about it. Uh, or I'll put it as a Q&A so I can see the responses. Um, but that'll be the question. So let us know on Spotify. If you download the app, you can answer said question by clicking on this episode of Spotify on the app. Um, don't dead. Open inside. Uh, and let us know because it's a, it's a hot debate. It's a hot debate. But what I was going to say for you covering off. Hey, watch it. Was like, I love the feeling that the scene, the whole scene evokes in like what you said when he was like dropping his guard and how what it does to us as the audience is like, you know, we can clearly see that like this guy is like insane. Like he's he's the villain. Like that's pretty clear cut dry. He's not mentally sound. Um, and he's like like in tears almost or he is i don't know and he's like please like don't hurt my little girl and like us as the audience like we could see like all the shit that he's done prior to even coming in this room also a part of it doesn't make sense is what even made him come in this room to begin with because he was nowhere near it but whatever um and for a second you're like you feel bad and it's like I know, like, I was, like, kind of torn, like, oh, shit, when I first watched this. I was like, God, I don't like you, but, like, why am I feeling bad for you? Because that's how good David Morrissey is. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I genuinely feel bad for you, even though I literally saw all of what you've done before this, and I feel bad? Yeah, especially when he's, like, laying there crying, holding Penny, and the glass is just sticking out of his eye. (laughs) Yeah. whoa, you kind of have to rethink, like, where's my stance on this at the moment? Yep. Well, that's what good TV does and and, and good art does. If it's, you know, like a narrative kind of story, it'll make you go, why do I feel this? Um, But that's interesting. So that's that's your favorite. That's my least favorite. So your least favorite is Shane. Yeah. For what what reason? So, like I said prior, I had trouble figuring out, like, a least favorite scene. I had a few contenders. I had a few contenders, and I remember since you were, I, I forget what you were saying before you hit record, but you were like, when I said I had to like scan through ju- the episode just to get my, collect my thoughts, mm-hmm. and you mentioned like some key points, and you brought up that, and I was like, oh shit, that's what I had like as like my top contender after we watched the episode. And you made me remember it because it was so small that it just kind of like left my head as like Mm -hmm. not being important to remember. And why I don't like it is because I, you think it's cool and awesome. Of course, fan service, gotta love it. I think it's stupid. (laughs) I don't understand why it's here other than fan service and to give John Bernthal a tiny little paycheck for it. Or a big paycheck. I don't know what he's going for. And I, like, 
uh, yeah, we know that Rick's kind of lost it, but it's like there's already so much going on right now, like with the huge shootout and, you know, uh, with the sort of sort of like edgier seat where it's like Andrea's shooting into nothing and you have no idea, like you as the audience know who she's shooting at, but she doesn't know who she's shooting at. Mm -hmm. So like that's already, I think that's like one of the main points and then also Oscar dying, and there's a lot going on. It's a very intense scene. And then you decide to slow it down and quite li literally slow it down to bring him out, all for the sake of, so at this moment, like, every moment prior to this was okay for Rick, but this one right now, like, what of this made you remember Shane right now? Right now. Right here, right now. And all for it to be, you know, sort of blown over. There wasn't, like, him, like, even, like, taking a minute to think, man, that was weird. It was like, all right, anyways. It's like, he looks down at him. He's dead. All right, cool. Next. Yeah. I think I don't see the point of it. I don't see the point of it other than to say, oh, all right. Yeah. It's just, a, it's just a TV moment. That's all it is. It's a, yeah, I get it. It's a highlight moment. It's like, I oh. But I don't like how it slows down the scene. And then it picks it right back up. To where it's like, shoot, bang, 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 bang. And then slow it down to see this. Take a moment for, and it, it draw it out for Rick to go over there, walk over there, look at the body, realize it's really not Shane, collect his thoughts. All right, then bang, 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 bang. It's like yeah. whiplash, whiplash. I could see it being very jarring. And uh, I think this is a good segue into that doesn't make sense. So we'll start with that because... It is another good topic of discussion. It's why why does Rick uh, see Shane? Why does that moment trigger a Shane vision? Is it because of all the smoke or tear gas or whatever that is that he's been breathing in? Is he if he was at, if he was like in a standoff with somebody and in that moment like he envisioned Shane like in the moment that he shot him or something like or not he shot not he he was going to whatever. Um, just being in a standoff, like to recall being in that moment, the night on the farm, it, it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like I would understand it in that moment. I would understand it in that moment. And it makes sense. Like, in, like, yeah, he was kind of losing it, like with the phone thing, but then it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, thank God it didn't it didn't drag out. It was a yeah. it's a quick moment. It's over, and then it's it's onward and upward. And yeah, and that that's kind of the whole point where it's like, all right, it's done and over with. What was that all for? But I was thinking, does he even? This is like the first time since maybe killing Shane that that Rick has been. Dis, despite the I forget the guy where shit happens. I forget his name. Um, but, uh, besides that moment, this is the first real time, uh, Rick is sort of back to being like survival mode. Yeah. And why he didn't see Shane in the prison, why he does see Shane here is maybe because of the environment. Maybe this environment gave him a flashback to being out in the fields where it was foggy and it was nighttime and you know what I mean? And yeah. you could look, I mean, there is probably a rational reason as to why Rick saw him here and he didn't see Shane in the prison at some point. Yeah. I 
don't know. I feel like I don't know. You know, and this is the first time he's been at, in a confrontation. Rick has been in a confrontation since the passing of Lori. Right. So it's it's sort of like, all right, well, he's in a he's in a survival mode, and maybe he's he's a little PTSD at this moment. He's a little like, ah, uh, fuck. Sure. Christ, you know, it's sure. it is it is. I'd like to talk to Robert Kirkman. I don't know if there's like like an interview about that moment, why he decided, why he decided to write Shane in that way in season three, the way he did. But that's how I speculate it. Uh, I, you could argue it doesn't make sense entirely. It's sort of a gray area. Um, but what doesn't make sense to me is where they're getting all this, whatever it is, tear gas, smoke bombs. I don't care what, like what they're getting this all from the prison. Mm. Yeah. But also, I want to say, is that where? But like, is that where they're getting it from? The prison? I don't know. I have the, no clue. The, the prison just has this shit. Yeah, right. Somewhere. And that's kind of fucked. But I was saying, like, the whole episode, and you pick that scene as your favorite. Well, yeah, because I love Shane, and so I remember. You, you got to remember, I watched this as this aired, and and it's a different feeling. It's a different feeling yeah. watching it right. as it's airing, and I and you haven't seen Shane in a long ass time and from people like me we always like still still to this day i remember in season nine it's like i always go what would shane do in this moment that's how that's how prolific shane's presence was on the show and it's so anytime i can get some shane i'm gonna i'm gonna pull my pants down and jizz Ew. so Um, anyways there you go. That's on recording. <laughs> yeah, good for that. Can we edit that now? And those ears, man. Yeah. I really want to meet John Bernthal. I've uh, I've been to a lot of Walking Dead conventions, and I never met the guy. So I really want to meet him. Yeah. Seems like a sweetheart of a dude, which is weird. <laughs> I love that juxtaposition. But um, hmm. what I was gonna say it doesn't make sense is it's it's very subtle, but it's a little bit of hypocrisy. Because in the last episode, question mark, um, it was Merle and the governor talking, and he was saying, oh, Merle was saying, oh, but my brother's out there. What are we going to do? And governor was like, "Um, we're going to find out uh, where your loyalty lies or something. And Merle's like, here. here." Right. But then in this episode... Either whoever wrote it, like, didn't, I don't know, like, it was like that line never happened. And I feel like that was, like, a significant line, saying, like, my loyalty lies here, like, I'm to you, whatever. But Merle and the governor are talking at the beginning of this episode again, and Merle mentions, like, oh, I have to get my brother, like, we're, I'm going to get my brother, and... I'm just like, didn't we already, didn't, weren't you already told to like fuck your brother and to, you know, basically serve the governor? And I think the, I think the governor's point was that, uh, I understand he's your blood and maybe we can have the best of both worlds here. Maybe we can get your brother on our side as long as you're on our side. If you're on our side, you have my approval to try to get your brother to come to our side. Maybe, but it was the way that it was worded that I was like, wait a minute, didn't we, because it made me feel like 
he's saying, fuck your brother, this is your family now. Yeah. And for him to, for Merle to bring it up, like, oh, we have to find him, I have to get him, I have to go get him. It's like, did, did you, do you have, like, uh, dementia or something? Like, yeah. Did you already forget what you were told? It was just a little bit of hypocrisy. Like, a little bit of show writing that might have flown under the radar, but didn't for me. I ca- I catched it. You cat. Um, <clears throat> also, I mean, we have to talk about, I don't know where it'll fit in here because it's, it's it's not going to be my fist pump moment, but, I mean, this this episode introduces new characters. Yeah. Tyrese and Sasha. Oh, my God. I, again, me with forgetting. I did not realize that they came this early. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, Sasha, like, goes all the way to... Season eight. Yeah, right. No, no, no. She goes to season seven. Season seven, where she comes out of the... Coffin. Yeah. Yep. So... Like, to see her in season three, and that's the thing. I remember her in season seven, like, more so because of that scene. And, like, I have a whole pop of her, and yep. Um, yeah, I how- really want the one of her zombified, though, uh, even though cool. that goes for a pretty penny. I've seen it in person. Anyways. Yeah, how cool is it that Tyrese dies in five? Right. And Sasha goes to seven. Right. That's cool. And, like, I'm, I saw, like, the opening... And I was like, whoa, whoa. It, it, seeing new characters, like, quote unquote, like new, like for the, for the season, for the episode that they're introducing, I should say. It's always interesting because, you know, you have like a mem- like more core memories of them as they, as they progress and as they develop. So it's like you, me personally, I always like forget their intros like even though it's still significant it's where they're again not developed they don't really have a personality you don't know their names quite yet and to see them i was like whoa but i couldn't tell them i couldn't tell you who they were running with like their names no. if you paid me could not tell you yep but yeah that, that's definitely a good moment no, I just wanted to bring that up in case anyone called us out on it. How come you couldn't talk about Tyrese and Sasha? Well, it's like uh, uh, Tyrese and Sasha were never favorites of mine. Oh, but I like Sasha. Eh, so. I like Sasha. It's like the introduction of them isn't that big of a deal to me personally, but if you're Tyrese and Sasha fans, then I'm sure it's a huge deal to you. Yeah. Um, but uh, just wanted to make mention of that. Anything else doesn't make sense. Anything else? Um, uh, not that it necessarily doesn't make sense. Not that it's out of character, but it's kind of like, what the hell are you doing? The whole idea like, of like them hearing screaming coming from the prison, like uh, Beth and Carl and Herschel. And Carl's like, you know what? I'm going to go see it. Because if he's thinking, what would his dad do? I Even Herschel was like, what the hell are you doing, kid? And he says, I think he says something like my dad would have gone or something. Like, I have to protect this place. Like, we don't know if they're coming back. So I'm in charge. And he go like, that's such a... you Just because you're screaming doesn't mean you go toward it. Yeah. Granted, they need help but it's like in times like these it's like everyone for themselves unless you know better i guess 
like you know the situation better. Running into the prison by yourself, like where like every corner is a blind spot. Yeah. Fuck that. I I think it was stupid. Granted, like he got it, he did it, but I think it's stupid. Yeah. Yep. Um I think Rick would have whooped his ass in the moment if he tried. Um also to just backtrack a little bit, uh uh a, like a little honorable mention of a least favorite scene or moment is gonna be um when Axel I think that's his name, Axel, right? Yeah. Oh, Hits I know what you're gonna Beth. say. Not oh well, yeah. 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 I, I didn't want to remember that scene either. Yeah. That's a little like weird. Yeah. And granted it's not like overtly, it's just kinda like, oh interesting. Really? That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the and way it, he says it. And granted, like, in the moment, it would have been, like, I don't think I thought anything of it, but it wasn't until Carol was like, what are you doing? To where it's like, oh, yeah, I guess that is kind of weird. Like, she kind of made it weird. Yeah. I think and she you're made a it lesbian. Weird. Yeah, right? You got the short hair. Uh, I get it, comic relief, funny, haha, but weird. Yeah. Well, that guy who, uh, that's, uh, that's Lou Temple is the actor's name. He always plays, he's in Rob Zombie's Halloween. He plays a... Yeah, he plays one of the yeah. uh, security guards of the prison. That if if you if, if you've seen the director's cut of Rob Zombie's Halloween, he goes into uh, Michael Myers' cell and brings a a female inmate, and the uh, him and another guy rape the bitch. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the I don't like the uh, director's cut of. I don't think Rob you like Zombies. Rob Zombie's Halloween. Period. Eh, I don't like Rob Zombie's movies too much. But uh, yeah, he he. The point I'm getting at is he plays a lot of kind of low life characters. Yeah, Blue Temple. He only looks like one. So, um, but yeah. So, anything else doesn't make sense. I can't necessarily mm-hmm. think too much of what doesn't make sense here. Uh, other than like, how did both Andrea and the governor end up just, in that room? Yeah. Eh. Where it's like, and it. I can let it go. Uh, it's just kind of like. Did you hear something? Yeah, what they, made you they think heard, to come in they here? They heard something. Intuition, survival mode. It's under attack. Let me go to the I place I that I feel think comfortable. It's like coincidence. It's too coincidence, or like too not coincidence. It's like I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Great. Um, need to happen. Whatever. Sure. Anyways, moving on. Yeah. Uh, MVP of the episode, I think, is I think we're both going to say the same person, but for different reasons. One, two, three. Michelle. Michonne. Yeah. yeah, mine isn't. <laughs> mine isn't because she kills Penny or does any of that shit. It's because she leads them to Woodbury. Right, like she, she is like the person. Like quite literally, had she just not existed, like or like her, she didn't play the role she did. It would have taken a lot longer for them to oh, even absolutely. potentially find Maggie yeah. and Glenn. Oh, oh yeah, if ever. And yeah, so she's like the front runner. As like, much as I believe she's responsible for so much bullshit down the road. She wasn't responsible for Glenn and Maggie. Well, no, but I'm saying like for all the pain and suffering that the prison will feel later on. Oh, yeah. Because she kind of in a way creates the governor that we think of when we say the governor. Right. You know, but I think the whole. But yes, I agree with you. I agree with you. But the whole reason why there is like a war between Woodbury and the prison is because of Merle. For sure, yeah. He definitely spices things up. Like, Michonne could have, you know, cut a loose cord and 
you know, the governor's brain made him go all berserk, like yeah. more so than he already was, like on edge. But what ties those groups together, like had like that could have happened like in its own right. But Merle is what brought those two together. So for it to cause an effect, cause an effect. Yeah. Yep. Uh, some yeah, Michonne is easily the 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 MVP I oh, think yeah. of this episode. Oh yeah. And fist. Oh, 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 oh go ahead, go ahead. before I forget, because this is gonna segue into my fist pump moment. But one up, I have an honorable mention. Uh huh. Um, I mentioned it when we were watching the episode, and it still doesn't make sense to me. Is I didn't see Daryl cut loose from the group like did it happen during the shootout like i don't know no, you, where no yeah you you never see him get taken taken which is cool i get it but it's like you like because then it would have been too obvious where it where it was going it was sort of a surprise to see daryl yeah but it's like and i remember like watching through the episode like it doesn't really register that he is gone until he is and Which is what happens in life. You don't realize someone's gone until you're like, wait, hold on, where the fuck's Daryl? <laughs> yeah, but but I just like from like a real life standpoint, like I couldn't, I can't understand like how that would have played out. Yeah, like who where caught, who caught him? Yeah, like where <laughs> where and and granted with all the smoke and shit, but like without anybody really noticing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can understand why, but the how is like, what? Yep. Um, fist pump moment. You uh, go first or me? Well, just because it goes with my segue. Okay. My main fist pump moment is the end. What, that, that we played? Yes, is the end. Okay. Of course it is. Because it's like, ah, shit. Like, it's kind of real. It's the first, like, real, like, I don't know. It like um my words are bad. Word bad, brain no work, head empty. But it's so like you really don't know what's gonna happen. You really don't know and I don't remember, oddly enough. So I'm like, oh shit. It's like, all right, now we're gonna see where your loyalty lies mm -hmm. at Merle. And uh Little shout out to the screaming old women and the children in the crowd. <laughs> if you look in the background, oh my, it's so funny. If you look at the kids and you look at the old people screaming, it's so funny. Yeah. So funny. But to be an extra that day. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, funny. It kind of took away from the intensity of the scene for me for a moment, but it was funny. Yeah. I like watching extras because you don't really pay attention to them. But, um, yeah, it's like, shit. Like, they're both pretty, like, you know, have gone through it, been through the ringer. So they're pretty beefy and, like, bulky guys. Yeah. And they're brothers. So it's like, ah, shit. Um, and, again, with, the, like, the dun, 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 mm -hmm. it's, again, one of the things that makes me like, wish, God, I wish we binge this shit. But my honorable mention, really quickly, I want to mention Andrea going to console the governor when Penny was just killed. And I so love the moment 
I love the moment where it's like, it's like the pieces are fitting, the gears are turning, and it kind of gets undermined by the end. But I mean, you kind of see like Andrea's face, like she's like realizing, like, oh shit, Michonne was right, and like she, it's like at first, like she's like, oh my god, are you okay? What happened? Oh shit! But then it's like, wait, what did happen? And he's look, and she's looking at it, at her penny, and then. She's looking at the governor, like his eye, like, what happened? What? And then she looks up and she sees the heads and it's like, huh? And she's like, wait a minute, who am I consoling right now? And then the end, you see her face, like her jaw drop as she sees Daryl, which further adding to that scene and like her gears are turning. Her gears are so turning. And it's like, all right, are you going to retaliate? Like, what are you going to do? It's something like clicking in your brain. I think. It's all working. It's all working. Yeah. Well, to piggyback off of that, my, because it's very close to that moment, is when Michonne turns around with the katana after putting the thing in the governor's eye and basically enabling or unenabling him to continue. Mm-hmm. She turns around and she's like ready to take out whoever is coming in, and, and mm-hmm. it's Andrea. And it's just that you could like freeze frame that and like kind of have a, have like a nice still painting image of. <laughs> Andrea pointing the gun at Michonne and Michonne pointing the katana at. Yeah. Because I love that. It's like that, like that is a, that, that honestly, that's a good representation of what does happen a lot in life where someone who's so close to you, friends with you, you feel like they're your ride or dies, they can kind of very quickly become unfamiliar to you to the point of not this, but to the point right. of feeling like I don't know you anymore. Yeah. And just that moment is like, but it's like the hesitation between like fi- pulling the trigger and yeah. like, slashing the katanas. It, it's what like clicks in your brain. It's like, oh, but I do know you. I do know you. I thought I knew you, and they're just they're they're oh, yeah. so conflicted. Especially Andrea, she's more conflicted. I feel like yeah. Um, but I just love like that's my fist pump moment. The moment Michonne turns around, it's so intense, and mm-hmm. there's Andrea, and and it, and, and it's gonna come full circle. Um at the end of the uh, season when, when Andrea dies mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just a just great shit. Great writing. Mm-hmm. So on one hand we're, you know, se- like you're more complaining about it. I'm semi like, huh? About the Shane writing. But then on the other hand, it's like Robert Kirkman writes shit like that. And it's right. just, that's God, that's, and, it, and, and the good thing about it is it doesn't feel soap opera. Like, yes, correct. That could very easily feel very soapy, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. No, it, it's like intriguing. It's like, it's in hindsight, it's like, oh, I, I guess I could have seen that. But you really couldn't in the moment or even before that. And like with soap operas, I feel like are very predictable, very. Yeah, <gasps> yeah. I'm very tongue in cheek on the news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. So good. So good. So good. We're going to make the decision now on the air. We're not going to talk about it after the uh, after the episode. So that is a uh, made to suffer. That's our kind of uh, talk about it. Um, are we going to do you want to take a little break here since this is a midseason and let the rest of the year play out and then we'll pick the podcast up back in the new year or do you want to keep going? We're too busy in the new year, babe. What are you talking about? With Georgia. 
That's March. I'm talking I, like yeah, January 1st. I know, but we're we're going to Georgia like mid-January. Uh, okay. I know what I'm just saying. I, I'm, I mean, we'll be doing a podcast. I know. Regardless. I know, but I'm saying like I'd rather keep to a routine than have to break it and then start it back up again. Like not like at a clear cut season end, but like in the mid season where it's like, all right, now I have to remember everything that happened before because we're still in the same era season wise. I just think we should just keep going. I just want it because we already kind of broke the tradition. So it's sort no, of like, it, that well, was a holiday. Okay. Well, then we'll break the tradition on Christmas. <laughs> so don't expect a new episode uh, Christmas week. <laughs> so um, that is that. That is made to suffer. Hopefully uh, no one out there is suffering. Uh, hopefully it's a jolly time for you. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And uh, yeah, bing, bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. Um, so that's that. We really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, as always, find us on uh, any uh, of the social media platforms that you want to, particularly Instagram. But uh, all the information is down below. Leave us messages, emails, all that shit if you'd like to. If you don't want to, it's okay. You don't have to. There's no, as long as you're listening, that's all we really care about. And uh, anything else, Haley, before we wrap up and go dashing and prancing and commenting and cupiding? Pipeline coming in, coming in clutch. All right, guys. Well, that was spicy. spicy. And you know what goes really well with spicy? No. Pants. And what should you do? Oh, bring them. Bring them. So always bring bring your your own own pants. pants. Yeah. What spice really goes with pants? What? Does spice really go go with pants, though? I'm fucking everything up. I'm turning music (laughs) off. I don't know what's going on. Bye, guys.